to Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. We've been expecting you. Um, we are a bi-weekly podcast, video cast, if you will, talking about all solo Beatles and occasionally Beatles, which will appear probably in November, right? Um, because of the wonderful, well, that show probably might be in December, actually. But anyway, well, October, October, well, for October, the box even October. October for the box set. There you yeah. go. Oh. So we've got a lot of Beatle talk coming up, but this is a solo Beatle Beatles uh, video cast. And tonight we're going to be talking about Change the World, the latest Ringo EP. I'm one of your four co-hosts, Tom Hanyadi. You may know me from my other show, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast where we talk all things solo McCartney. We have uh, podcasters, YouTubers, authors, DJs, musicians, all, fans, all kinds of people on the show to talk about Paul McCartney. And Annie and I love doing it. But I also love doing this, talk more talk with my, my, my three other co-hosts here. First up, she is the queen of, we, we, we discussed this two weeks ago, right, Kim? She's the queen of everything. Really? No, it's not even just the queen of the Beatles. It's the queen of everything. Just sum it up. Yeah, real quick, Short real quick. To the point. Yes, Rex. Yes, and she is the author of books like "Songs We Were Singing," the guided tours through the Beatles' lesser-known tracks, the editing with uh, with our good buddy Ken Womack, uh, Beatles, uh, uh, the fandom, and the Beatles, and uh, obviously we got Michael Jackson in the FAQ, and she's all over the place guesting on on podcasts all over the world, and she is the the queen. She is Kittle Toolkit. How are we doing this week? <laughs> doing great, Tom. Particularly after that introduction. That's great. <laughs> Hey, Joe. Hey, Ken. And hello, everybody. Hey, hello. I think this is going to be a great show tonight. I think so. I think so. Next up, we got our longtime YouTuber uh, extraordinaire who's been doing all the, a lot of great uh, videos, uh, especially, um, you know, reviewing and ranking uh, Beatles and solo Beatles uh, albums. He does a lot of great uh, Beatle finds. He's a collector and uh you, you're gonna see all of his collection there on his videos and um just a joy to have him on the show and joe mayo how you doing my friend hello tom doing well thank you very much hello to kit hello ken hey joe oh hello hey joe and last but definitely not least is our long-standing DJ of a wonderful show called Every Little Thing that's you can hear syndicated all over radio stations and on the internet. I mean, you just celebrated your, what, your 50th um, uh, radio? Station. 
station radio yeah. station yeah radio station wow. yeah congratulations on that and um he's been doing that show for almost 40 years which is amazing i mean that's great and uh, hopefully we get you for another 40 years doing this show <laughs> don't know about that <laughs> 20 <laughs> but Stop he's also the, right yeah he's also the host of the wonderful podcast things we said today with alan cozen and darren devivo he is the one and only ken michaels ken how are we doing I'm great. How are you doing, Tom? I'm hey. excellent. You know, some new music and, and go ahead. Oh, hi, kid. Hi, yeah. Joe. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Love the Kiss shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Went to go see Kiss last night. Don't tell me how it was. But anyways, uh, but <laughs> is that a statement about against Ringo putting that on? No, not at all. Not at all. Where's not your Ringo at all. Shirt? <laughs> Well, I'll change it right now. No, it's kidding. Oh, I'm not going to do you that. No, no. Can't keep your shirt on, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, I'll tell you what, with all we've been spending on uh, these four individuals, it's almost like they're taking the shirt off our backs anyways. So, but however, we are here, like I said, to talk about uh, the latest EP, Change the World. But before we get to that, we're going to go to Ken Michaels and all the latest and greatest in the news. Ken, as always... You know what to do. Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> First of all, we talk about Ringo. And actually, when we finish the news, we'll just discuss more at length about this. But he gave a press conference, a virtual one, last Wednesday, which I was uh, very fortunate to attend and even ask a question. And so it was all about the EP change the world we'll talk about that in a few minutes as well as this press conference Ringo also gave an interview with Rick Rubin which you can now listen to on YouTube look up Ringo Starr peace and love slash broken record that's the name of the podcast hosted by Rick Rubin and Ringo also appeared on Jimmy Kimmel's show last Thursday night all fantastic interviews fantastic appearances from Ringo which we'll talk about uh, like I said, in a few minutes with the brand new box set uh, for Let It Be coming out October 15th, Universal has made available an unboxing the video. It's a brief commercial for the set, yeah. plus four songs you can now stream. Get Back, take eight. One After 909, take three. I Me Mine, the 1970 Glenn Johns mix and the new mix for Across the Universe. That's, uh, you know, something to get us all ready. Hey, it's uh, less than a month away. Yeah. I'm ready, weeks, but I'm actually. not going to listen to those. I'm, I'm waiting, yeah, for, I did, I'm waiting I did until hear. I get the, the box before I listen. I was going to say the same here, but I did listen to Take 8 of Get Back, which I loved. So did I. Oh, mm. cool. yeah. But um, I haven't really listened to the others. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll save our comments for, you know, when the box yeah. set comes out. Right. I've listened to all four. I like them all for different reasons. Cool. The brand new November issue of Mojo Magazine features the Beatles on the front cover and celebrates the new Get Back film and Let It Be box set. It includes information on the new film, the box set, and the book, the new book, with contributions from Paul McCartney, Peter Jackson, Glenn Johns, Giles Martin, and Michael Lindsay Hogg. It also has a 15-song CD of Beatle covers plus a Beatles art print. Now, uh, two weeks ago, there were free screenings at venues and also online of John and Yoko's film Imagine, mm. along with a listening party from Twitter. If you go to YouTube, you will find uh, a special, an audio special, over an hour long 
of an after-party special with interviews from Sean Lennon, Klaus Vorman, Alan White, Elliot Mintz, and others. You'll find it under, under uh, John and Yoko's Imagine Film Listening Party After Show. I listened to that, and between that and the Rick Rubin interview with Ringo, the highlights of my past week. This is a phenomenal show. What all those people had to say about John and Yoko, how they work together. Sean could certainly tell you about, you know, all he's learned from Yoko all these years. And um, he's so well-spoken, Sean. It's such a joy to listen to him. But if you can, please check that out. It's, uh, like I said, over an hour long. All these people who were involved with John and Yoko at that time, plus Sean. And speaking of John, last Wednesday, to celebrate the International Day of Peace, the United Nations released a new set of stamps commemorating the 50th anniversary of John and Yoko's Imagine. The souvenir issue features the lyrics of the iconic song together with John's signature and three different photo portraits of John from different stages of his later life. I was just at our local post office, asked for it. They didn't have it yet. So mm. I'm checking in on it. Hopefully cool. uh, this week. I'll let you know as soon as it's out. Please. Yeah. Paul McCartney will be interviewed in a world exclusive event at South Bank Central's Royal Festival Hall on November the 5th to discuss his career spanning book, The Lyrics 1956 to the Present. He'll be joined by Paul Muldoon, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning author, poet and editor of The Lyrics. The moderator for the evening will be journalist, broadcaster and writer Samira Ahmed. In addition to the physical event, this will also be live streamed around the world. South Bank Central's members already got the first chance to book this on September the 16th and general booking and tickets for the live stream event went on sale the following day. To find out more, visit mpl.pm slash lyrics event. Excuse me for a minute. Available. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were done with that. I, I, the, the lyrics, the book, did anybody hear about signed copies? Yeah. There were some signed copies that were going to be uh, by Paul. Yeah, uh, I think I heard it. Yeah, thousand dollars, thousands or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it was two thousand oh. dollars, and you you can get to, to yeah. get a signed copy of the uh, the lyrics book. Wow. Yeah. Super expensive. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, for this, there's going to be uh, a live stream. The live stream will be available from November the sixth to the twelfth. The price for this is 10 pounds for the UK and the rest of the world uh, and $14 in the US. All right, so it's gonna be available after this, but only for people who have paid for it. The way they're- uh, So you gotta pay to see it. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, there's a brief one minute trailer for the book that has Paul in conversation with Bob Mortimer at the British Library in London, telling the story about what inspired the song Rocky Raccoon, that in his adolescence, Paul fell off a moped while on the way to visit his cousin Betty and in doing so had smashed his lip. He and his cousin had called for a doctor who apparently was drunk and recommended getting a couple of stitches. The doctor only had a needle and thread and he's trying to thread the needle, but can't see it. It ended up his cousin Betty threaded it. So Paul wrote about a doctor stinking of gin and Rocky Raccoon, which came from that experience. Pour away, mine host. <laughs> Pour away, mine host. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Jeremy uh, says uh, that uh, 
very about that book, the lyrics book, very limited signed copies for 1500 US uh, mm. with an alternate orange cover. Okay. Thank so, you. Yep. All thank right. you, Jeremy. How many copies are you getting, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that too far removed from the Uber, George said. Wow, yeah, that's true. Not that bad. <laughs> they got to keep going higher and higher in price. Right. That's right. Uh, Paul and his wife, Nancy, just recently spent some time in London hanging out with Ringo Starr and Barbara Bach and Olivia Harrison, spotted outside the Italian restaurant Scalini. Paul and Nancy actually took a train from London and in the last day or so went to Liverpool to spend some time with family. Hmm. Also, thanks to Tom, we learned that Willie Nelson is releasing a new album, recording it with his real-life family, titled appropriately Willie Nelson, The Willie Nelson Family, which includes a cover of George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. The whole album is uh, cover songs and Nelson classics. The album is due out November the 19th. From the always excellent Facebook page, The Beatles in Print, mm. Together in Solo, we learn of a new book coming out next year in October called With a Love Like That by Michael Feeney Callan. Mm. This is Amazon's description for it. Here for the first time is an intimate look inside the Beatles and their relationships with their muses, the women who shared the Beatles' lives from their teens uh, through Beatlemania and to the breakup. In evaluating the lives of these storied women, the book charts unrecorded collaborations and startlingly revelatory autobiographical nature uh, of the band's most famous songs. It also unfolds as an eye-opening alternative history of the forces that brought the Beatles together and ultimately tore them apart. Hmm. So we learned about that, uh, you know, more than a year in advance. Yeah, yeah, that's this has been postponed, I think, for a year now. Seems like really, yeah. Well, I mean, this, there's talk about yeah, yeah. We learned about this, I think, earlier in the year from 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 John's um, Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Also, there's a new book out right now by Klaus Vormann mm. and his son Max. It's called Hamburg Stomping Ground Guide sixty sixty one. 62. You can order a signed edition of the book from Klaus and Max on Klaus's website. The book includes sketches of many locations and sites in Hamburg by both father and son. Young Max is proving himself, proving himself to be a fine musician and artist just like dad. The book is available in both English and German. To order a copy, just go to shopping.vorman.com. With special thanks to John Bazzini, you can check out a live performance from 2016 of a song called Lula Lay Lou by the band The Monday Tramps, which features Max on lead vocals and acoustic guitar and Klaus on electric guitar. And the bass player in the band is actually playing a Hofner bass. This was a charity single at the time. Nice song. And Max sings pretty well. Just a few more items here. Very sad news to report on the passing of Sheila Bromberg, who played the harp on the Beatles recording of She's Leaving Home. The Jewish telegraphic agency says that she was the first woman to play on a Beatles record. Hmm. I didn't know that. She was an in-demand harpist in London. In a 2011 profile on the BBC, Bromberg mimicked Paul McCartney, who struggled to express 
what exactly he wanted her to play. George Martin wasn't there for this session. Composer and producer Mike Leander did the score. Bromberg and the orchestra spent three hours in the studio ending at midnight. In the end, Paul went with Bromberg's first take, but dubbed it so it had a doubling effect. That was the sound apparently that Paul was looking for. Bromberg was paid a one-time fee of nine British pounds, translating to $190 in American money. Isn't that something for such um, a classic recording? Right. That's all she got paid. One time, I uh, hope she picked it. a winner with it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Joe. Uh, Bromberg also played on Bromberg played on recordings for Frank Sinatra. Dusty Springfield, the Bee Gees, and even appeared in Monty Python's Flying Circus, playing the harp in a wheelbarrow. Ah. <laughs> she also performed on the soundtrack of two James Bond movies. <laughs> Sheila Bromberg, God bless her, was wow. 92. Very we cool. also note that, uh, yeah, last Friday, September 24th, Linda McCartney would have been 80 years old. 80 years old. Wow. And uh, just a reminder, some important dates here. October 12th is a release date for the Get Back book. October 15th is the Let It Be box set. November 2nd is the McCartney book, the lyrics. Mm. Three important dates right there. Yep. Loosen our wallets. That's what a lot <laughs> of people to. are saying in the comments. They're <laughs> <laughs> going broke. Yeah. <laughs> Another book that just came out, thanks to that I learned from from John as well from his wonderful base, Facebook page, is the Paul McCartney. This is um all the song. What is it called? Uh, the stories behind the songs. Um, haven't really had a chance to go through. It's by Mike Evans, who is a you know longtime rock journalist. So he's um you know just put this out. I think you can get it on Amazon here. Uh, I ended up getting it on Amazon UK because at the time it wasn't. I didn't see it available on, on the U.S. Amazon, but um, oh. but it seems fine. But, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that the publisher put this out and, and, and it's so closely to Paul's lyrics book. So I'm kind of kind of curious yeah. to see, you know, yeah. if there's going to be any similar stories in this one um, as, as well as McCartney's uh, lyrics book. So I, I like that. How, nice how, how thorough does that book look? Um, just... Well, like I said, I haven't really dug into yeah. it, so I really don't want to say since I haven't started reading it yet so. okay very good yeah. sir yeah. so uh, like ken said he alluded to he said that the, he was able to uh participate in this press conference with ringo star so so ken i mean how far in advance did you know did you end up learning about this this press conference <laughs> i found out like two hours before it was about to happen oh wow, wow. i got an email about it and um basically it was um uh, Ringo's publicist let me know and you could submit questions in a chat box, but mm. you couldn't actually physically talk to Ringo and she okay. was taking a lot of questions from people mm. and a few people were were shown on the screen, although if you look on YouTube at this press conference, you'll only see Ringo okay. on the screen. Right. So it was just uh, Ringo taking a lot of questions from people, a lot of media people. And this was and I was very happy that uh, sorry. That, no, no. Um, he actually took my question. Yeah. So, what did you <laughs> ask him? Well, yeah. What'd you ask? <laughs> well, I just said that I'm I'm most interested in all the new people that you've been working with recently, um, like Linda Perry on the new right. EP, and uh, also Sam Hollander, who contributed on the last EP with Teach Me to Tango, co-writing that with Ringo, and also on uh, What's My Name. 
with Better Days, which we all agreed was, you know, one of the yeah. best songs on there. Absolutely. So, you know, how did that all happen? And so he was telling the story with Linda Perry that he was with a group of people and they all thought about Linda Perry to become involved and and Ringo gave her a phone call and said, have you got a song for me? And, um, and Linda said, no. But as she was leaving the studio and opening the door, she thought of a song and then she wrote it and then submitted it to, to Ringo mm. and played what, what amounted to most of the tracks on the song, Coming Undone. That's how that happened. And Sam Hollander, he was pretty much saying that he was locked away in New York and he submitted tracks to 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 Ringo which is a whole other process you know because of the pandemic people sending him the tracks right. and then he plays to them mm. instead of just being in a room with everybody but I I really wanted to learn a little bit more about why those people you yeah. know and I didn't really mm. why Linda Perry was right. was Ringo familiar with with her work I mean he mentioned that he knew that um he wrote uh, she wrote songs for Pink right um he did and, say and he, on he did say on Jimmy Kimmel that he was aware of her, um, but yeah. didn't know her up until the uh, this meeting that you that you talked about. Right, and the same thing with Sam Hollander. You know how do, how does he decide these people, these new these new names for him, how they become involved uh, on his mm. on his material? But um, you know, dynamite stuff from Sam Hollander, and I love right. the new song from Linda Perry. Right. He seems to be very open to having people participate uh on his on his records and i remember when alanis morissette joined in for mm, uh, uh what was it uh, the cover of oh my drift away <laughs> drift, drift away, away. Yes. yeah drift away well it seems like everybody a lot of people are just willing to do whatever it takes to help ringo with the song you know i mean look yeah. at all the contributions to the backing vocals of here's to the night you know it's just, right. you know everybody wants yeah. to you know, yeah, everybody. You know join in tribute <laughs> yeah yeah right. so who's who yeah everybody's friend ringo <laughs> ken thank you i thought for sure you you were going to ask ringo what it was like the first time in america that's what i was, <laughs> I was counting on you asking I would not ask a typical uh, questions. No, no, I, I, I appreciate that. No, nor would I have given the opportunity. How hmm. long was the How long was the interview? It's um half an hour. Okay. Oh, pretty fast. Okay. Uh, yeah, but pretty much covering all four songs. Hmm. You know, and um, and also, you knew that someone would write in about the Peter Jackson film. And he's pretty much said the same thing in a lot of these interviews that he's seen most of the six hours. And right. I was surprised to learn he was he also said that that Peter Jackson still has some touching up to do. Oh. You know, that's because we already me. have the dates. Right. Have the dates on Disney Plus. It's set in stone. That's right. that's so, cutting it pretty close. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how much touching up, but yeah, but but the thing that impressed me most about well, and not just this press conference, but all these interviews is just, he's so animated. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's so lively and sharp as a tack and really enjoying whatever the conversation brings. Right. Mm. And he's talked so much about the Beatles and you'd think, you know that there are moments in, in recent years where he doesn't want to talk so much about the Beatles. He knows he's going to get Beatle questions. And here he's very willingly talking about them. 
mm. and openly right. and having fun with it, you know, yeah. mm. which is great because, uh, you know, I get tired of Beatles stuff myself, but I think he knows over the decades now, this is part of the routine. Uh, he's been, you got to get through that sometimes in order to get to the new stuff. Uh, not always. Sometimes they just go right in for the, the current stuff now, nowadays, but I mm. remember him, he wasn't too happy on Merv Griffin in 1981. He was kind of annoyed about that. He was, he would show it. He was still drinking then, right? So he would yeah. be a lot more irritable. Mm. But but you know, I'm glad he's embraced it. You know, you mellow out like that when it comes. A lot of people do that, right? right? As they get older, they're kind of more cool with it. Even Paul, I mean, Paul went through his periods in the earlier 70s or so where he'd rather not talk too much about the Beatles and later well, on but- started opening more they all felt the need to prove themselves right Right. yeah sure they didn't want to have to rely on the beetle past to sell their to sell their music and their latest release so that's part of the reason why why paul was that way and and most of them you know for that matter but i think that that ringo's so comfortable with it now and he's also telling stories that either he never heard before or he's rarely said this is you know he seems to be saying things in his interviews like whoa I don't know if I ever heard him say that before. Hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah, me too. Exactly. And I love how he realizes, you know, how and accepts and loves how important they were, how new generations are still, uh, because the music is great. Right. That's why. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it holds As up. Said, yeah. 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 Jimmy Jimmy real hard, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Very cool, man. That's uh, that's awesome that you were able to uh, partake and um, and uh, you know get a question. And uh, Kit, did you have anything else to add yeah. before uh, we move on? Well, actually, uh, Joe just brought up something I was going to bring up with Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> and, uh, no. Yeah, I mean that because yeah, I mean that's uh, you know, and I wondered if any you know <clears throat> if uh, uh, Ringo brought any anything up. Uh, Beatles besides the let it be stuff um, mm. I mean was he asked anything beside that because I mean he does seem to be as you said more willing to talk mm. uh, you know to talk Beatles stuff was so was it pretty much just uh, just let it be uh, that, uh, that that he was talking about or get back I should say the get back documentary uh yeah, uh, during the press conference. Yeah, mm-hmm. more about the Beatles and other stuff in the other interviews. Yeah, and I would I would definitely say with the Rick Rubin one, he talks more about his drumming and how it changed and how it got a little bit mm. more busy through the Beatle years. But certain things like um, sometimes when I when I listen to or watch so many interviews at watch, I I forget why I hear certain things. Yeah. I think <laughs> it was in Rick Rubin's interview where he said that. At the time when he joined the Beatles, John said to him, you know, I was really scared of you <laughs> because, wow. you know, he was Ringo was an established star, really. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Being in Rory Storm and the Hurricanes and people forget that they were the number one band in Liverpool for a while until mm-hmm. the Beatles overtook them. So, you know, he was a celebrity, you know, mm. he was already established. And so. Just hearing Ringo say that, that John said that to him, I found to be interesting. Great. He talked wow. about Rory Storm and the Hurricanes in this in this interview. Oh, very cool. But, oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't heard the whole Rick Rubin interview yet. I've yeah, dying to hear it. Nor have I. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Very cool. Yeah. 
Excellent, Ken. Thank you for uh, for letting us know about that. Um, as we talked about, it's it's great to talk about new music. I mean, we don't always get to do it. Um, you know, we've been kind of blessed from from Ringo with these, you know, the EPs here. You know, kind of, you know, same with uh, Paul giving us a you know an album two years after Egypt Stations. So we've been able to talk about new music, which is kind of exciting because you know we want to, you know, just not talk about the old stuff. We want to talk about new stuff as well. So. So today, we fortunately, we get to talk about Change the World, which is the follow-up EP to uh, Zoom In. And, um, you know, I want to start off the question. Well, actually, let's, let's take a look here. This is, um, this is the CD booklet. Now, this was released on um, September 24th on CD and cassette. The vinyl will come out on November 19th, and that's going to be a, um, I believe, a 10-inch um, right. vinyl EP, uh, if you will. Um, the booklet is just like the Zoom In booklet. You open it up once, and then you open it up again, and you got the lyrics. You, you've got the credits, uh, who performed on what, um, you know, and you got Ringo's special thanks and his peace and love, you know, uh, and they're just like every other, uh, <laughs> you know, album. Uh, the CD, you know, right there. And the back, hopefully all of you guys have it by now and you've listened to it, you've dissected it and you're ready, you're ready to hear our opinions on it. But first, <laughs> you guys, are would you have just preferred him? I, I know we, we know the story. He, he you know, he want the um, uh, What's My Name was going to be his last LP. And he says he's just going to work on EPs. And with the pandemic, we knew he was going to tour, but then those tours got canceled. Would you, would, you, would you have just been happy if he just did an LP rather than a, than an EP? But, but, but you know, it, it happened. That's the way it happened. Joe, I mean, would you, you I think you said you rather much have preferred an LP, him just wait it out and do an LP. Well, not exactly. As you're as you're getting geared up to ask, I'm thinking I'm going right. to answer and right. say I, I, it really doesn't matter to me either way. As long as we're getting new music, um, some people I know get a little bent and they say, "Oh, well, you know, we're paying double the price. You know, you got four songs yeah. here on this in this case, and you're paying a lot yeah. for four songs. I don't know, thirteen ninety nine, maybe mm -hmm. twelve ninety nine uh, for all all those songs." Um, or the little songs, I, but I, you know, four of those songs. The, uh, you know, four. Yeah. Last time it was five on the right. Zoom In, and it's funny too that Zoom In was done as a twelve-inch record with the five. Right. This That's one's right. a ten-inch record ten -inch. with four. It's going right. to be a, a record coming out, like you said. I really wonder. I also wouldn't mind if he just did an LP. Sure. I mean, I could take it either way. I just want the music. I love the fact that Ringo and Paul are both, as you said earlier doing it. I always thought that uh, those two were the most commercial. They seem to always do the most albums the mo most often. At least that's my recollection of it, it seemed. Uh, so it's great to have more of that stuff as they get older. And as far as I'm concerned, in both Paul and Ringo's case, for the most part, giving us good stuff. You know, it's not garbage or, or 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 weak stuff. Occasionally, it might be one you don't like as much as another one or whatever. But yeah, but if he was going to do an LP, I'd be cool with that too. One LP a year, two EPs a year. It's I think it's cool as a collector having a ten-inch record right. from Ringo on vinyl. That's hmm. kind of cool, kind of novel. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Cool. Uh, Ken, you know, the big talk as well as, as, you know, Joe just mentioned price, you know, are we getting our money's worth? I mean, are we paying too much? Are we paying too little? I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you think about this? I mean, you, we're, we're almost paying full, I paid $11.99 for, for my copy and I kind of almost feel like maybe I overpaid a little bit. I agree to, to some extent, but I also know, you know, I'm not like you and Joe and a lot of collectors that buy every variation and every colored vinyl. And, you know, mm -hmm. so I only care about getting the music. So if it costs me twice as much, it's not so bad when you think about mm -hmm. it. But um, I just want to repeat what Joe said, because, you know, I don't take it for granted at this point. Anytime we get anything new from Ring Nora Paul, I'm so grateful for it. At any time, they could stop whenever they want. They have nothing to prove to anybody. They're doing this for the sheer love of making new music again. Right. And, um, and like Joe said, it's good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm grateful that they're healthy. I'm grateful they're alive. And anything we get at this point, I consider to be a blessing. And, um, you know, and it's gravy. Because, like I said, they don't owe us a thing. Right. Gotcha. Kit, what are your thoughts on both uh, both subjects there? Well, on the one hand, with the EP, you get new music more often. Yeah. Um, you know, I do like that. Uh, you know, it's nice to have ring, new Ringo stuff two years in a row. Whereas if it were, were a full album, I don't know if we'd get it that, you know, mm. that often. On the other hand, and many people are pointing this out in the comments, is it overpriced? Yes, uh, it is for an EP. Uh, I, I think for four songs uh, to charge, you know, whatever it is, 12, 13, you right. know, I, I think that's that's asking a bit. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's expensive for for what it is. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's interesting. I I saw um, I think it was during the Kimmel interviews. He said, Kenny's been doing so many interviews. It's kind of yeah. hard to remember what he said where. But I think this was Kimmel. Um, you know, he, Ringo was kind of waxing nostalgic about EPs and all that, right. but, but, you know, I don't know if he understands in, in America, you right, know, right. we're not into EPs. We never <laughs> were. <laughs> and, you know, so for us, yeah, right. so for us, mm. this isn't really a great treat, you know, I mean, we're yeah, just, right. you know, I mean, in England, yeah. Uh, right. you know but uh, but yeah here we we yanks never really got into et right. so right. uh so we're you know we're not as thrilled about it we want lps you know right. we, we yeah. really so this is a mm. little bit of an adjustment um you know i i don't know i mean i don't mind the the ep i mean because as i said it's nice to get new musical more often but price it accordingly i i right. yeah he, you know, i just said Hmm. Excuse me. Four track. He said something like on Kimmel. He said, "You know, you'd get the best four it's tracks." Four tracks, right? Of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, not always. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't just mean here, but I mean, you know, anywhere. Right. It wasn't. It's not always the best four tracks. That I and heard. and in fact, our 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 friend uh, Matthew Street, uh, yeah. who many of you I'm sure know from YouTube and does many collaborations with Joe and like fab gab and all that so hey matt uh you it, matt made a really good point um he did a video uh today reviewing uh change the world and he made a, a very good point where if you're going to do an ep you better have really strong tracks because if you have a clunker on an album if you have you know one bad song 
it's it's not going to wreck the whole album. I mean, you know, you can have a clunker and then I mean it's not going to right. really, you know, it's not going to ruin the whole album. I mean, you can you can have that. If you only have four songs and you've got a clunker, yeah, that's going to have an impact. It stands uh, out like a sore thumb. It does right? exactly. Oh, and and I thought that I was wanted... a, I thought that was a fair point. One thing I want to elaborate on here with the price too, just on the side, it's something that irks me personally. I, I agree, you know, if you, you shouldn't be paying this much for four tracks, but I, some people just go by the number. In other words, they'll say, oh, well, you know, if it's only four tracks, I don't want to pay that much. If it's like 10 tracks, then I pay that much. What, what if you didn't like six of the tracks? Right on a ten, mm. ten, you know. Hey, so been there, it, been there, been yeah. there, been there a lot yeah, of I times. The, I, I think the same thing with movies. If I just go on a tangent here, maybe Tom can relate. People will say like, "Oh, this this Blu-ray of a movie, it costs so much money, and the movie's only sixty-three minutes. It's an old movie. I want like at least two hours for my money. What if it's a two-hour snooze fest right. <laughs> versus a really good classic sixty-three minute uh, good movie? Is it really about the time all the time? Something to think about. Yeah. You know, I just uh, went back on my Amazon um, order to check out the price of the vinyl because I forgot how much I paid for the vinyl. They have it right now for $15.99, which is basically half of what you would normally pay for um, a normal album these days. So that, you know, was a little bit more reasonably priced, maybe, you know. So so that's not bad. Also, for the collector. I was just going to say that there has been talk, and I know that Ringo gave an interview. The first interview he did for Change the World, he was talking about either another EP he's going to put out, but he's going to combine it all and make one release with all the songs on it. So for the collector that has to have everything, and they have to buy that all over again. See, but then he'll he'll screw us and put that one extra track on there. (laughs) So in that way, we have to buy that. And it'll have Paul McCartney on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If he's smart. Yeah. You listen in, Ringo. I'll tell you how to stick you, with you me. Put bit. that right. little extra cherry on top to make us want to yeah. buy that uh, that album with that one. Then I'll come out track. with the deluxe edition. Yeah. Well, like, ah. well, I mean, the Ringo camp, uh, you know, unfortunately is not as maybe um, savvy. The, savvy or or as, you know, his, his stuff isn't as, you know, highly anticipated as, as oh. maybe Paul's stuff yeah. or Ringo and, I mean, uh, George and John's stuff, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So therefore, maybe he can only get away with doing one color vinyl and one cassette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still got to get you the know. cassette. Thanks for reminding me. I mean, that was interesting, yes. too, right? Yes, On Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel Ringo, talks, Ringo yeah. said the cassette of Zoom In, the one before this, yeah. sold, sold more. more. Than the other variations. That's yes. surprising. Mm. That yeah. was kids love the cassettes. I love the story. And he he also said he got said, rid of the cassette player. I thought that was great. He got rid of the cassette player and he said an eight. If he's thought about an eight track. Yeah, but he's the eight. But <laughs> he's kidding. Don't around. do yeah, it. I hope kidding. not. <laughs> I hope. I won't play it, but I'll buy it. How many of our viewers uh, play cassettes now? I wonder. Oh. Good question. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, leave it in the comments. How many yeah, I'm play sure there's some people out there that still might have their cassette player. Yeah. Um, you know, I ha- it's been probably 25 years or so since well, 20 years since I've had a cassette. I used to have one in, a, in, in my car uh, about 20 years ago. So yeah, mm. that's probably yeah. the same for me. Yeah. I have one right Amazing. here, right next to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right here in this studio. Cassette, cassette no kidding. All, really. 
Wow. That's amazing. I love that. Um, well, let's talk about the album or the EP, I should say, uh, Change the World. We'll go track by track. Um, Kit, let's start with you. Um, you know, I don't care how excited you were about this. Let's just, you know, we'll get to our afterthoughts, uh, you know, after the songs and what we think, how we how we feel about it. But just Change the World right off the bat. We got to hear this, uh, what, uh, two weeks ago, I think. Something um, like that, yeah. Yeah, we got to hear this one first. Um, you know, were you underwhelmed, excited for more Ringo music with, the, with I, that song? Yeah, I was underwhelmed, um, you know, because to me it was, I mean, I love Ringo. I love the his, you know, peace and love message. I mean, it's a it's it's wonderful. I I you know I certainly back that. But I think the message is in the music is getting a little old. <laughs> you know, I I think um, you know he needs to diversify themes a bit. I mean, it just seems like on every album he has you know he has to have. Right, a love song, and when I heard it, I thought, "Oh no, you know, here comes another one." It's the yesterday story all over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, I mean, I like the backing track a lot, and I remember oh. when I first heard this, that was great. Um, you know, the backing track was absolutely, you know, solid. I mean, come on, you've got Steve Lukather, um, mm -hmm. you know, and you've got, um, you know, great, love the backing vocals too. Um, right. You know, Zelma Davis is all over this album. Yes. And, and oh, she's, yes. She's yes. an asset. I mean, she really is, uh, uh, you know, her voice really stands out. And, and Ringo sounds fine on it. I mean, it's not, it's not him. But you get a it, sense of auto-tune on his uh, vocals, do you think? Sounded good. like it. Yeah. Never heard it again. Again, I didn't hear it. I'm glad I, I don't hear it. <laughs> yeah, I, I got the sense actually throughout this album. I heard a little more processing on his vocals. And I went back to listen to, to Zoom In to make right. sure I wasn't hallucinating this. And definitely more on this album than Zoom In. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, hmm. absolutely. So... You know, I don't, it's not like terrible. I mean, you know, but I just, I, I just think in the future he needs to do some other stuff, right. <laughs> you know, lay off this thing. Right, right. Well, one of the things that I thought about the song, you know, was maybe his, his lead vocal was a little buried. I don't know, Ken, you maybe, what do you think about that? Because I think you mentioned that about one of the songs on his last EP, that maybe his vocals were a little low on the, uh, on the tracks. Yeah, I mean, that's about the only criticism that you'll find me saying about the CP, um, especially on, on a song like this. His voice sounds distant, like he's away from the microphone when he's singing. And there's, you know, maybe a little bit too much reverb or something like that. I'm very much in favor of vocals, lead vocals from anybody really being hot, you know, yeah. um, there are times when his vocals blend extremely well. Like you said, um, with Zelma Davis and the other background, they, they really bring so much to these recordings, how much these female background singers right. add to, to Ringo's yeah. songs. But with Ringo's vocals, yeah, I wish that it was mixed a little bit hotter. Mm -hmm. That's about it. I don't like when Ringo's vocals are on certain songs. Like I think I mentioned, Hey Baby, like, you know, right. he's like one in the crowd kind of right. thing. Yeah. You know, I, I'd much rather especially when it's just him on the mm. vocals and nobody else. I'd rather it was really either closer to the microphone or less reverb, less processing. Um, 
yeah that's that's how i feel about that okay not the just with Ringo, but with all lead vocals yeah. you know the song itself it's funny when i first heard it i was underwhelmed which shocked me because it, it usually takes me a couple listens and i love a new ringo song but now i really love the song a few weeks later listening mm. to it over and over on the ep it's really grown on me and um yeah i understand the repetition about the peace and love thing he doesn't say it in every single one of his songs but you know it's something that's really important to him and you know it's, it's important to have somebody like that talk about that in this day and age when there's so much depression in the world you know to think positive um somebody had raised the question in fact at the very beginning of that press conference that i witnessed somebody said how do you feel about you know the the peace movement not working out today and ringo was correcting that person saying well you know i've been doing this peace and love thing for my birthday since 2008 and it's been growing every single year mm. so he's noticing the numbers all over the world there are events of people saying peace and love on his birthday and he's seeing that and to him that's growth you know that's spreading a very positive message that's how he sees it and that's something that's important to him and to bring out in his music if he does it in every song you know it it can start to get on my nerves but he doesn't oh, do right. that he doesn't he doesn't do that on this ep mm. but everything is positive for the right. most part <sighs> except mm. coming undone right. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, um, you know, one of the things that I really liked at, uh, right off the bat was was the horns. But then, you know, when you look at the credits, I'm like, okay, who's playing horns on this? And it looks like it's got to be uh, synth horns because there's no credits in there for horns. So it looks like the uh, uh, Joseph Williams, who was one of the co-writers, um, you know, did that work with the horns. But they still sound good. They don't sound fake. No. Um, me i mean what do you think kid did they sound fake to you at no all? they actually didn't I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that they weren't mm -hmm. real i mean that's that's mm -hmm. very good that's yeah. uh, that's those, those are the most authentic sounding horns <laughs> authentic heard, fake so. sounding horns <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. joe your thoughts on the song well for one thing um ringo's birthday peace and love that might really make him feel good the idea that everybody at noon says peace and love like that changes anything you know, a moment, but I got to tell you, there's a lot of division out there. And sadly, very sadly, not a lot of peace and love. I don't see. And I hope it changes around. We got to change the world. But, you know, I don't know about the, you know, this cliched song. Uh, I didn't like it when I first heard it. I've heard it about six times. It hasn't grown on me at all. I do not like it. Uh, I loved the last one single, if you will. Yeah. You know, here's to the here's night. Tonight. Yeah, that uh, one. I have to say. I always feel like I have to qualify this because, you know, people who might not know me or watch me say, oh, here's another Ringo basher, of which I'm not, because, you know, I have to, I feel I have to qualify my opinion by saying, you know, I loved Give More Love, the album. I, I loved What's My Name. That's one of yeah. my favorite Ringo albums, number three on my list. Hmm. I loved the last Zoomin EP pretty much. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but when I heard Let's Change the World, you know, I'm surprised it's written by us. Uh, Steve Lukather and Joseph Williams because, yeah. you know, it sounds like such a Ringo kind of uh, song. I'm writing it for him, mm -hmm. uh, with him in mind. But, uh, yeah, I just don't find it musically interesting, not lyrically interesting, kind of cliched, um, kind of forgettable, forgettable to me. Um, I've heard it several times now, and it's just not, you know, growing on me, this one. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really hope that we can get it together. We've been 
hearing these songs uh, from the Young Bloods, right? Let's get together and all this stuff. <laughs> oh, all yeah. these songs from the '60s and the '70s, and let's you know, peace and love. Let's get it together. I, I would like to hear something different from Ringo. I really would like an album where it's all out, different kind of stuff. Having mm. said that, boy, how much did I enjoy? There's not enough love in the world yeah. <laughs> on the last EP. So, I mean, not enough peace. A little too <laughs> much. <laughs> peace and love. You know what, no, but you know what I mean? I guess, look, I, I guess I would feel differently. If it was catchy to me as, as hell and yeah. a really good single, I think I'd feel differently. Still would rather him try to branch out and sing about other things here and there. But, yeah. So, yeah. Kind of, kind of, uh, doesn't you know? It's like a forgettable track to me. Just doesn't click. Mm. Yep. Not enough Fair love enough. in the world is definitely catchier. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I agree. Sure. I, you know, I do welcome the the horns, albeit if they're fake or not, that's fine. And and and, and Kit, like you said, uh, you know, Zelma Davis, you know, uh, is just you know amazing, and uh, she's gonna we're gonna be talking about her again here soon. But she her, really name, her brought, name, Tom, her name sticks with me from the last EP. I mean, I was looking up yeah. because the vocalist? she, she was on the, the she was on the last one too. She was a standout yeah. there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that so that yeah. name Zelma Davis is like yeah. in my brain from the last mm-hmm. Zoom in EP. Um, Rich, Rich Kotwicka uh, points out that the horns, when you mentioned the horns again, that they sound way better than Wix's horns. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> Let's not Battle start any fights here. Let's make sure the Wix's <laughs> well, I will not have listening. to say that the Wix, yeah, they do. I mean, right. they sound way more, you know, way more real. I mean, it sounded I better think. than Deep Down uh, on McCartney 3. Yeah, um, that's for sure. <laughs> but anyways, no, I was I was happy, you know, besides his vocals being lower in the mix. And then, you know, with the, and the, the power of Zelma Davis's backing vocals seeing like they're right in, you know, in your face. It kind of seemed it was like a little uneven, um, but but the track was OK. I mean, I didn't hate it, but, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, I listened to the album like 20 times <laughs> on the weekend. So, you know, I got a good feel for it. And um but music, I like it musically better than I liked it lyrically. I'll say that. Exactly. I mean, and and I forgot you. to mention, you guys were right about Ringo's voice being too far distant. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that struck mm-hmm. me when I put the CD in. Uh, and I forgot to mention on, on the review of my own uh, channel. But yeah, right. yeah, I, I I wish it was more to the fore, his voice. Right. Okay, let's move hey, on. Now, to oh, go ahead, Kit. There's I'm one other thing, but yeah. the lyrics of Let's Change the World, I like a little bit because apart from the peace and love idea, mm. he's talking about how music gets you through life. You know, when you, when right. you're, you know, when you have tough times and everything using that angle. Yeah. So I like the song, you know, for that aspect of it. And let's face it. I mean, music has helped us get through probably many problems throughout our lives, you know, so mm-hmm. I, have, you know, I agree with you there. Ken gets a yeah. great point that you, uh, yeah that you just said um track two um just the way now this was the one track that uh starkey uh, added his uh writing talents to this is co-written by bruce sugar his co-producer and mixer um and it seems like here we go again now where it seems like we're getting more reggae uh songs on on ringo's tracks which you know good or bad um it's still you know him you know um having fun i mean because that's what it seems like all these last couple eps and albums were is just him having a good time um ken let's start with you let's talk about uh just that way i love it a lot but you know 
apart from the melody and all and the lyrics, I can just listen to Ringo's drums on this mm. song mm. because I love all the fills that he does. And, you know, the fills that he would do on a reggae song are going to be somewhat different than from a rock song. Right. So you get a whole different feel altogether. And I really think that he's enjoying doing this reggae stuff. Yeah. And, and playing mm. with these reggae musicians as well. He considers it an honor. Right. You know, just like he did on the last EP. Right. So um, and when you get down to it, he hasn't done that much reggae in his in his career. No, but you it's know, just starting he, to become a norm. You know, it's it's a trend. And it's fine to yeah. me. I mean, Island in the Sun. Yeah. Uh, from Postcards uh, from Paradise was a really good reggae song mm. that he wrote with all the band members from the All Stars then. Right. And when I heard that, I thought, well, I wish he'd do more of that. Well, now he's starting to. <laughs> starting so. to. <laughs> you tell you contacted with yeah. them telepathically. Yeah. Your wishes <laughs> come true. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Joe, let's move. Or Ken, were you all set? Or did you want anything else you wanted yeah, to add? Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. It's a really enjoyable track. And mm. I would say on all four of these songs, Ringo just sounds so relaxed and having fun at what he's doing. Right. And I think you get that vibe throughout all four mm. songs here. Right. I think this was probably my second favorite uh, track on the album. Um, I really loved um, Tony Chin's uh, guitar and Ed Ross, mm. especially Ed Ross Hammond B3 playing. I thought that was definitely a highlight uh, of the song to me. But Joe, yeah. let's move on to you. What's your thoughts? Okay. Uh, this, this track for me is a grower. It's one I'm starting to like more and more the more I hear it. Um, I, I'm not yet tired of Ringo's reggae experiments i like the reggae tracks i really loved that song i always refer to this king of the kingdom i really like that song oh. off give more love a lot mm -hmm. and uh i like waiting for the tide to turn from uh the zoom in ep mm -hmm. so yeah. i'm all right i'm like okay give me more, more reggae i'm kind of digging it at this point you know and uh yeah i'm enjoying it and it's my second favorite track on it. i didn't talk about my first yet uh, but uh yeah it's growing on me I, i'm enjoying it great all right kit i would have to agree um uh just that way is a, as you said joe it's a grower um and uh yeah i like these uh experiments with reggae that uh, that he's doing now i know people say well his voice was manipulated on this that's okay on this one because that reverb on his voice that's imitating dub uh, dub mm. reggae so that's that's legal that's okay um and uh so it's really uh you know he's he's trying to be authentic here uh which i really appreciate um yeah the backing band on this is just killer yeah. uh, i i really love this again zelma zelma davis comes <laughs> in uh you know she's really uh, just a as I said, an asset on this album. Um, and it is kind of part two of waiting for the tides to turn, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind. I, I like that track too. Um, so, uh, and, you know, maybe this is a kind of a tribute to uh, uh, Toots and the Maytals, because of course, um, mm. you know, he passed, uh, to, uh, Toots uh, died last year. And, you know, you may remember when they had, he had his birthday, Ringo had his right. birthday, uh, he uh, sent in a tribute uh, video. So that may be another reason why he uh, included this uh, to, for Toots Hibbert. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think this, I agree. I think this is probably my second favorite mm. on, uh, on the album. Cool. 
I, I like the like the structure of the song. It's not your not your usual uh, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, 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 chorus. You know, you got a couple verses first, and I like how the title is built is is you know ends the the verse in a way, and then you get a couple of those, and then you get a chorus, and then another verse. I mean, it's it's you know you, from Ringo sometimes you get a lot of those you know verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You know, so this is a little different with it, and I and I kind of appreciated the 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 change in in structure of the song so and and the lyrically wise um so i did enjoy that um and i know i know joe you said it was a grower for you i kind of like this one almost right off the bat even though i'm not the biggest reggae fan um that's not one of my favorite genres but this was i i found to be uh, pretty enjoyable um all right let's move on to what i think is the strongest track on the on the record and that's uh come undone or i'm sorry coming undone and joe this time we'll start with you well i agree with you i think it's the strongest track on the album for me i like this one immediately it's the mm. only one of the four four that i said wow i like this one mm. and it's written by linda perry what you talked about right. uh, four mm. non-blondes yep mm -hmm. uh and um yeah uh, i i like the country-esque feel of it and it Ringo's voice is so well suited to this song and to country in general. It makes me get that feeling that we always say, oh, please, you know, we're pining away for an all country album from Ringo. He gives us a flavor here, a flavor there. But boy, if he ever would do that, I think that would be such a step in the right direction for him, especially if he's so interested in having a pretty good showing on the charts. I think that would uh, be popular for him. I mm. like the trombone in, in oh, the yeah. song. Yep, a trombone shorty, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just really good. The the uh, the line in there, you know, the phrase uh, "coming undone" is it has been in my head ever since that one, <laughs> uh, in a good way. You know, I'm still yeah. of the belief. I think Ken and I differ here, but I, I'm of the belief that there can be a times when a song is stuck in your head, but you're not wild about it. <laughs> but mm. this this one, no. the "coming undone," <laughs> right. is like uh, it's just really infectious. And uh, that's a strong point for me. So I think it, for me, it's clear in a way the best track. Gotcha. Um, listening to the song right off the bat, I don't know about you guys, but I almost kind of, it's so laid back, it almost kind of felt like la di da in, in a way. Too. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of <laughs> oh, like yeah, almost yeah. the same huh. feeling, uh, huh. you know, same opening, and then this is the same laid backness of, of you know, la di da. I said, uh, just this the way he this sings. It reminds it, me of something. Right. I didn't know if that was it, but yeah, and I think it's la di da. Yeah. yeah. Kit, let's go to you. Yeah, this was definitely the standout track for me as well. Um, yeah, Linda Perry, I, I actually, um, I didn't like um, Four Non Blondes at all. I couldn't all right. stand <laughs> what's oh, what that? That, that. I thought That's that was one on. of the most annoying yeah. songs of the 90s. But as a songwriter yeah. and producer, um, you know, she, uh, you know, really won me over a lot more. I mean, the work she did with Pink and Christina Aguilera. Um, and, uh, and so she, uh, yeah, I, I think she, I hope she does more work with Ringo. I, I really mm. like what she did here. Um, she wrote, um, you know, the lyrics are you know, a bit sad, but, but kind right. of quirky you know, a little quirky. So that, that mm. certainly fits Ringo. Um, has, as, as you mentioned, uh, Joe and, and Tom, you know, a bit of a country twang to it, which uh, I okay. like. And uh, yep. And then 
trombone shorty. I, I am a big trombone shorty fan. Um, and I've seen him in concert. Um, and uh, just like tangent here, if you ever get the opportunity, um, go because he doesn't just put on a concert he puts on a party i mean it's like <laughs> he's a little bit of i mean new orleans jazz funk i mean he's got a little prince in him i mean he's he's incredible so i mean not surprisingly when trombone shorty stepped in i mean that solo he does is incredible so he brings there, a little... there i say it's a horn Yep. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't say it. Big time. Don't bring that up. Big again. time. That, that's why I love that show so much. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's so great that you don't have to stuff a sock in it. I'll tell you. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> tender memories. I think you yeah, got that so right. And uh, <laughs> so, so he brings in some New Orleans swagger. I also like hearing Linda Perry's backing vocals. Yeah. I thought that, that added a lot as well. Mm. Uh, so I, I hope she and Ringo do some more work together. I thought this was this was definitely the standout track. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Very good. Yeah, Trombone Shorty for sure just really elevated this song. Um, I thought it was a okay song. I mean, at first, but then once I heard the the Trombone Short, you know, trom Trombone Shorty um, playing, I thought, oh my God, this just elevated the song to to really good Ringo. <laughs> you know, because yep. there's some there's some great great Ringo out there, and I think this is gonna make it into that that category of really really good Ringo um, songs. And this is a really great one for his catalog for sure. Uh, Ken, ditto on everything <laughs> the three of you have said. <laughs> I mean, I like the song on first listen. Ringo sounds so natural doing this. It does have a country feel to it. Trombone Shorty adds so much. He didn't just play trombone. He played the trumpet right. as well. He did the whole horn arrangement. He really yep. hit that high note mm -hmm. on this particular <laughs> yeah. song. And um, yeah, you know, the only thing that's frustrating about this whole thing about EPs is that if you're really into the songs and you're really appreciating them, you feel like it's not enough. And then, yes. it's, yeah. you know, you're yearning for the next one to come out. And if you happen to like the collaborations that Ringo has done with someone like Linda Perry or mm -hmm. Sam Hollander, and you want more of that, you have to wait and see what he's going to do again, right. or if he's going to work with someone else that's new. Right. But um, when something works like this particular song, certainly I'd like for him to work with Linda Perry again. But mm -hmm. the, yeah, all that horn stuff sounds fantastic mm -hmm. on this song. It, it really only takes one listen to like that song. It's that. Catchy. I agree. I agree. It's a very catchy track. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's unanimous. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. We got the, we got a winner. Um, <laughs> all right. Moving on to track four, the closer. Now, if you listen to that Jimmy Kimmel show, you got to hear him talk about, you know, the whole rock around the clock story. And what how, a good story. That yeah, one. Yeah. No, I loved it. He was, yeah. What just his 15th birthday is what grandparents took him to, uh, was the Isle of Man, Isle of White. I forgot which one Isle of it was. Isle of Man. Isle thank of you. Man. Uh, hmm. to see the, uh, the film rock around the clock and, um, you know, the, the, the audience, tore the theater apart which was you know cool. that was rock and roll baby before we talk about the songs what do you guys feel in, in the past how do you, have you guys felt about Ringo's like covers of, of songs like more or less the rock covers that he's he's done over over the years hmm. Ken I've liked just about all of them except as you know right where did yeah. I love go where did go right <laughs> but yes. uh, <laughs> 
you know, what can you say about your 16, which was right. so perfectly recorded and only you was only great. You. And, right. uh, you belong to me. Those songs. Um, hey, baby. It's all right. <laughs> I actually like uh, that version. I know what you time, mean about his voice, though, but I do like yeah. it. it sounds somehow. I still too. like it. Yeah, but I, I like as much as I tend to not want to hear formula. You know, most Ringo albums, there's a cover version right. of some oldies. Yeah, there's always that's one. the point I was going to get to, yeah. Yeah, and he does a um, good job. He does admirable jobs on most of them. So I'm glad that he does them. And some of them work really well for them. Right. Often I've thought about songs that I think I wish he would have covered. Mm. You know, it's kind of funny because if you remember the whole story about the, the album that um, he was working on with. Yeah, Chip I Roman, can help. Yeah. 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 And I was going to say, that's perfect for Ringo. Actually. Yeah, I never thought about this before, but years later, and I love I Can Help by Billy Swan, right. but I never connected that with Ringo until somebody said to me, you know, he sounds a lot like Ringo on that record. And mm. now when I listen to it, yeah, <laughs> there's something about Billy Swan's vocals where it, it's sort of like Ringo. But that's a song that I could easily hear Ringo do. Have you heard the Ringo version? It's out there. You can hear it. No, yeah, I haven't heard, I've heard it. Heard it. Yeah. I've heard it. It's, it's I, perfect I don't for think Ringo. there was. I don't think the, the effort was put in that well during those recordings. And as you know, oh, Ringo was like not that, in a good state right. at that time. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, that's for sure with that. I, I, I just have to interject because I, I want, we're talking about these songs. I love, 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 love Ringo's version. One of my favorite Ringo cuts of She's About a Mover. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, old Wave. He's having right. a ball on that track. Yeah. And that's all I can say about Old Wave. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have another listen say, here. Show yeah, another listen. I can say a little uh, more. Say a little right. more. But right. uh, you talk about that that horn reaction that you were referring to before. <laughs> I guess you know maybe Joe might experience that with she's about a movie. Whoa! Oh. Oh. Okay. okay. Now we really have to do it. She's about a movie. Oh boy, that's a great. Oh, that's a great version. That's a that's a that's a perfect song for Ringo to cover. Yeah, she's about a movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can, you know, it can vary. I mean, like, you know, we've we've talked about his cover of Money that didn't go right. so well. Oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, but, right. uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't mind when, when it's, when it goes, <laughs> goes well, because, I mean, let's face it, he can, I mean, he has the right to do these, these well, classics. He yeah. was there, yeah. you right. know, yeah. I mean. They, Only you, I like, uh, right. yeah, you belong to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm, he caught Jimmy Kimmel off guard there because during that interview, because he said even then there was an oldie, but then Ringo was like, well, no, I was 15. So it wasn't yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's what, yeah, when, when Kimmel said that, I'm like, yeah. God, not really to not him. Not for Ringo. Oldie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead, Kit. I mean, oh, no, that about, was it. That was it. No, that okay. Was it. Joe, I mean, Hit or miss on the, the the covers that he's done throughout his uh, career? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Well, I think. Well, you know, yeah, you're 16, like I was mentioning, only you. Uh, she's about a mover. That's one that stick out in my mind right off the top of my head. You belong mm -hmm. to me. I mean, he does a pretty good job for the most did you part. Like, did you guys like Love Me Do? His cover of Love Me Do? Oh, okay. I didn't need that. Yeah. It's okay. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I can listen to it, but it was it was so slow. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. But okay. you know, only you, I really think, deserves a lot of credit because it's so different. From the platters version true yeah and the other versions that came out it was so unique in its arrangement and mm -hmm. the soft vocal delivery and having you know john and harry nilson help out with backing vocals that really helped to make that particular version so i think it's a standout in many ways 
yeah, it's slow and, uh, you know, it's ballady, but that's what the song is. But I love that different arrangement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ringo sounds really good on it, with, I think, yeah. with his voice. Mm. He does. It's performed very well. I yeah. agree. All right. Rock around the clock. Uh, Kit, we're going back to you. Um... Uh, let's see. Well. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Uh, parts of it I liked, parts of it, um, you know, I, I didn't like the reverb on Ringo's voice, particularly at the beginning. I, I thought that wasn't necessary. I don't know why they put so much reverb um, on there. Uh, but on the upside, uh, Joe Walsh on guitar, oh my gosh. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, no, I mean, hardly a surprise, but right. I mean, the solo he does, incredible. Uh, you've got Nathan East on bass. I mean, the stand-up bass, yeah. Stand-up bass, I mean, the best. Uh, I thought the, you know, much as I love, um, you know, the backup vocals on this album, I thought the backup vocals were a little overdone. I thought mm. there were times when I went and said, okay, but you don't need backup all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were just too many at times that they were coming in too often with a woo and they're like, okay, right. you know, a little, little more sparingly. He doesn't need that much. Um, so I thought it was a little overdone um, at, at times. And as I said, I don't know why they put so much reverb on, on his voice. As I said, particularly at the beginning, I just, that really bothered me. Um, you know, I just thought, whoa, to, you know, turn it down a little bit he doesn't Mm. need that much voice manipulation you know so um but i mean the band was great Mm. you know band was 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 fantastic uh just um yeah i guess i was just a little disappointed when i heard he was going to cover this i was actually really excited really were you yeah because i thought hey you know he he can cover this i mean he grew up with this song this will be great and um yeah it, it was overall a little disappointing but uh so i this is not one of my favorite uh, cuts so i mean did you also feel there's some auto tune in there or was it just more like reverb from is what you were hearing for me i i think the reverb bothered me more than anything else but you know and again i just felt like through the whole album there was more maybe some auto tune just overall processing like his his Mm. voice just sounded overall altered and again i went back and listened to zoom in Right. to to make sure that i wasn't you know imagining this and no it's it's pretty obvious when you when you listen to both back to back that his voice definitely sounds less processed on on zoom in hmm. which is yeah for okay. sure okay mm-hmm. joe well first talking about that i might as well say i didn't even think of autotune or anything to was first mentioned here um i've heard that from postcard uh from paradise and I don't know, I, I, we've talked about this, Tom, before. I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm glad, glad that I don't spot this stuff glaringly and say, oh, my God, what's happened? Auto-tune. Maybe if I look, and, you know, my idea of auto-tune, as we talk about, is something like uh, McCarthy sure. when he's doing, <laughs> yeah. when you always say, oh, it's not just believe, yeah. believe. But that was, I enjoyed that because it was a gimmick at the time. Right. I like believe with that kind of effect. I thought it was like a gimmick. And then um, also, uh What's the other one? Uh, McCarty, get enough. Get enough, right? Yeah. You know, I was like, really yeah. exaggerated. I mean, very so obvious. Over exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's over exaggerated. I get it. This, I, These are over exaggerated. But I'm just glad I don't 
sense this when I hear like I didn't I sense Ringo's voice being like distant a lot, a lot of times, but I didn't hear it like oh my god, it sounds so mechanicalized, mechanicalized, mechanicized, mechanicalized, whatever well, the word yeah. is. Uh, I didn't it, get that out of it, right. but. I just thought I would cover that before I talk a little bit about Rock Around the Clock. Um, I just remember <laughs> on a tangent that I bought the 45, not in the 50s. <laughs> I wasn't born then. <laughs> but I bought it when Happy Days was a new, a new show and they used sure. the Rock Around the Clock at the beginning. And it was a hit all over again. And I mm. bought the 45, I guess 1974, maybe. Let me ask you this Something real like quick. The, not to Happy not, Days. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I was real, you know, I was what, four or five when Happy Days came out, and I haven't watched Happy Days in decades. Don't go past season two. No, no, but but the question is, is <laughs> now, was that Bill Haley's version that they had on the show? Originally, was that? Yeah, what was I it? think it was. So. Okay. Yes, I have What's it on, even on the first season, and they use it. Yeah. Okay, they used Bill right. Haley's record. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I think anything. they wanted more money. Okay. Yeah. You know, and it's that's probably after it. the show became a hit, they probably wanted more money. Yeah. yeah. So they had to yeah. get the uh, the original song from yeah. Fat and McLean. Hey. <laughs> so uh, what can I say? Uh, eat a font. Anyway, uh, so I liked, I've always liked the song as a staple, uh, you know, a rock and roll classic. Oh, and wow. when I heard Ringo was going to do it, I had, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this. Uh, but we'll see. You know, I was hoping it would maybe be another original, a new track, not a cover. But anyway, uh, at the end of the day, I thought that the, the, the Definite highlight of it was uh, Joe Walsh on the guitar. Mm, that was sure. out for me. I thought this was really great. That's to me the real saving grace of it. But I don't mean saving grace. That implies that it's terrible or something. It's not. I I just thought it was kind of you know kind of you know harmless. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but nothing that stood out to me except for Joe. Mm. Uh, Joe Walsh. Other than that, uh, maybe I got to give it some more listens. You know. Uh, right now, it's like, eh, I, I got a track that I, you know, so far that uh, is a, that's a meh track for me, you know, and then we had, you know, the other ones, you had Let's Change the World is the one that I don't like, and then you had Just That Way is Up and Coming, right. and uh, Coming Undone is, is the best, so I had a little bit of everything for me on here. Yep. Okay, cool, very good. Cool. Um, I agree. Joe Walsh, uh, best part of this um, kit. I do agree with you about the backing vocals a little bit. Sometimes they were a little maybe annoying. Um, yeah. Not that they were terrible. I mean, they're no. obviously great singers, or they wouldn't be on the record. You know, hopefully. <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, at the time, so I just don't think they was needed for that particular song. Right. Um, but I agree with you. But uh, Ken, your thoughts. Um, I like most of Rock Around the Clock. I love the fact that he covered this because it is a rock classic. I can automatically hear him singing this song. I'm not crazy about, like you said, the processing done on Ringo's uh, vocals. Um, must be reverb, the reverb that's added to it. Um, but I love the energy of this particular mm. uh, version. Um, this band is rocking. And right. it sounds like... You know, this is like one take or just a couple of takes. They're not trying to have the most perfect take in the world, but this is what the band sounds like as it is. And it just sounds great from that aspect. The playing is really good. Like you said, Joe Walsh is outstanding on it. I just wish the song went on a little bit longer. It's just, it's it like two minutes and 10 seconds. I, I could have gone for a four minute version of this with more guitar solos from Joe Walsh. You know, um, yeah but it's enjoyable. I'm glad that he did it. 
and I don't know what more to say about it. It's, it's, um, I like all four tracks on this EP, all in varying degrees. But just like anything else, like an album, there are certain songs that grow on you. And um, like I said, Let's Change the World, I wasn't impressed with in the very beginning, and now I love it a lot. So mm. you never know. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, that's right. You some never of know. these songs. Um, I, for um, the longest time, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I, I just wanted to uh, expand a little bit on on something Joe was saying about you know auto tune and all. Yeah, for for some reason, you know, I I know people have mentioned auto tune use on on his past albums, and I really haven't caught it as much mm. but for some reason this was the album yeah. I caught that it i could your... really hear it yeah please i don't want to hear it well, except, want... for the obvious, <laughs> except for the obvious on money yeah um, money of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's another example that yeah, was obvious that was that's really obvious, obvious. Yeah. and i, I think, think that was a lark a lot of that was a lark. i think so too i think you they know. meant they wanted it to sound right like that, but you if know, used sound... properly you yeah. shouldn't be able to tell i mean especially when a, a singer's trying to carry a tune um mm -hmm. you know that's what really this is you know supposed to you know benefit the, these singers but but um, yeah when i was listening to this i just thought man his voice just sounds really processed at, at times mm -hmm. and, and as i said when i went back and listened to zoom in i just thought yeah i i guess that wasn't my imagination so this was really the first time other than money that i i right. could really hear it yeah, yeah. maybe you it'll know, be I'm, the next one for me yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. yep yeah but it's interesting I, when when you talk about those growers you know or the songs that you didn't necessarily agree you know they just didn't go with your ears the first couple times you heard it yeah. for the longest time ask me why I couldn't stand, but then, you know, at the one point and just listening to the, to the album, it was just like, oh my God, what was I thinking? All these yeah, years, a lot of people, a know? lot of people say that about ask me why I, I always right. loved that one, but a lot of people yeah. do say that. Yeah. I love that instantly, yeah. but you know, having an EP, which is only like, I guess, 11, 12 minutes. Right. As soon as I got it, I'm playing it on my uh, CD player in the car, and since I'm driving for an hour or so, yeah, that's like exactly. four or five listens. Exactly, yeah. that's what I was yeah. doing all weekend. Exactly, you yep. get to know the songs really well that that right. way. And um, about auto tune, it's a funny thing because I always thought I have a pretty good ear where I can spot it, and I certainly hear it in a lot of contemporary music, a lot sure. of country artists, you know, um, a lot of songs that are hits today. Um, I can automatically spot it, but I didn't really hear it on Ringo stuff. Um, and I rely a lot on my wife and my son who both have perfect pitch. And I don't know if you know this or not, but if you have perfect pitch and you hear auto tune, you can have a really bad effect, like a very bad headache coming from really? it to the point really? where you can't, you can't block it out of your brain. Mm. You know, there are plenty of times we've gone to a restaurant. We've heard music that has auto tune and they can't. That they can't just distance themselves from that and block it out, you know, and um, and they spot these things instantly. So sometimes I ask them, is there any auto tune on this song? You know, if I feel like it's close to it, you know, there's like this metallic feel in the vocals. Yeah, that's yeah. the only way that I can describe it. When I'm listening, and, uh, for when I when I think I hear it, I, I gather that. Yeah, but um, I interviewed Bruce Sugar a few years ago. And I did ask him point blank if, if there's any auto tune on Ringo's vocals. And he said, yeah, well, you know, everybody's doing it. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't feel like it's a detriment to the music. Um, yeah. I think when it's overused, like you said, then it could really grate on you. Yeah. You, you said know? everybody does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't say everybody does it. He said everybody does it. Okay. Honeymooners. Well, boy, I go. was going to go on and on with that, but I'll, I'll end it there. We go on <laughs> Anyways, um, final thoughts on the on the EP, guys. Uh, Joe? Well, um, you know, I, I, talking about it tonight, it, it sounds a lot more, uh, better than I was going to talk about it, actually. Um, you all seem to like it better than I thought we would. But to me, overall, not to be a little critical, uh, you know, I don't, uh, you're not supposed to really compare things. But sometimes when you're listening to things one after the other, you can't help it. And to me, it's nowhere near as good as Zoom In, you know, in my opinion. I think if we were going to make one album out of this, say, uh, nine tracks or maybe the next EP's yet to come, you know, 12 tracks, 13 tracks or something. I think that a lot of this plays to me as like songs that would be the av- more average tracks on the on the album that would just kind of get lost in there with the possible exception of uh coming undone, undone. Yeah. but because to me that's what they sound like you know they're kind of average overall to me a filler um and uh yeah you know it's nothing great to me uh this, this it's kind of um just there this album it's kind of like uh, by the numbers oh album ep you know we keep doing that but it's just kind of by the numbers uh, as I say, the only two tracks that I kind of, you know, like really. I mean, I don't mind "Walk Around the Clock," but uh, two out of four, and out of those two, there's only one that I really like a lot. Mm-hmm. Whereas that wasn't the case uh, with uh, "Zoom In," for example, or those other albums I named to try to save a little face, you know, uh, <laughs> in recent recent years, because I like Ringo a lot. And I'm always defending him, and I'm always saying, you know, give the guy a chance, because you may be surprised if you if you give it an open mind and listen to his stuff. And and for Ringo, it's, I think he's got some pretty good stuff in right. uh, recent, recent the last however many years that we can go back now, twenty years, uh, thirty almost, something like that. Mm. Okay. But yeah, it's not it. You know, it, it's it's just there. This album to me, of CP to me, kind yeah. of. It's uh, not horrible, not terrible. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Kit? Boy, that's hard. You, you kind of said everything I want, <laughs> wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I, I definitely liked Zoom In better. I really connected with the songs a, a lot more. I mean, there were songs like Here's to the Knights Teach Me How to Tango and all that. I immediately was like, you know, these are great. There was really nothing on this uh, EP that I immediately just thought, yeah, this is great. I mean, Coming Undone was the closest. Um, the band, fantastic. Love the band. I mean, you know, musically, the band, you know, was tight. was great. Great guests on here. So, I mean, there's, you know, I think it's just maybe for the next EP or whatever he does um, that, you know, maybe working with Linda Perry more um, and maybe trying some other collaborations and, you um, Maybe laying off a little bit of the piece of love stuff, you know, and going looking into other things. Or if he um, could record, if he could record elsewhere, either. I mean, this has served him well, his own home studio. But if if things get better, he he can what? get out. It's a different overall vibe or sound or feel. Yes, every right. Cause, yeah, because it's it's got a lot of sameness too to a lot of this stuff. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it. Uh, you can't almost can't tell one project from the next. Good point. Yeah, I mean, part of it, of course, isn't his fault with COVID, but maybe when, yeah, when things are better, he'll be able yeah. to, 
yeah, I go to the right. to the, st- the studio and collaborate with people in person. You know that that would help too. Interesting. Mm. Good point. Right. Yeah, uh, I agree with with you, Kit, about the the music and the feel. Can, can you you hit it out of the park with saying the energy on this album? I think was really was really good on on this record, um, musicianship wise great um for me though i mean it does la- I, the the cons the, the 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 vocals being kind of buried in the mix on a lot of the on most of the songs um you know it's you know like joe said it's kind of almost like a sameness you're, you're gonna have one song that's kind of countryish. uh you know you got the the statement song you know peace and love kind of you know change the world type songs um and then you got a cover um you know it's just kind of the sameness a little bit for me i did enjoy it don't get me wrong um but i'm looking like it with joe here just the just that way and and come undone or coming undone are gonna be the two tracks i continue to listen to on this album i will go back and you know give the other songs again you know more chances in the future but for me right now i'm i'm giving this you know it's a 50 50 ep for me I, yeah I, two tracks i think are stand out the other two unfortunately well we'll need some more time i'll have to spend some more time with but um mm. but that's yep. my my look on that and uh ken well i always kind of as much as i hate to admit it frown upon giving reviews so so quickly after yeah. a release but at least in this case there's only four songs to get to know right. and you never know if sometime in the future five years down the road 10 20 certain songs from here you might like so much more than you exactly. did the first sure. time you heard them so that's the nature of all music really um but i really enjoy this this four song ep i'm not necessarily comparing it to the to zoom in zoom in has an edge having five songs compared to four and I like no all the covers. Songs. Yeah. yeah, but there's nothing yeah. wrong with doing a cover song. Yeah. But um, at the same time, everything that we said, the only thing that kind of bothers me a bit is what's what's done with Ringo's vocals here. Um, and I also would add, and I know I've said this before, that for me, the interesting thing in following Ringo's career is how he's grown as a songwriter. And if you look at all of his albums, he's collaborated with everybody from, you know, the Mark Hudson Roundheads people to Dave Stewart, uh, you know, Van Dyke Parks, Peter Frampton, Gary Burr, Richard Marks, you name it. And it's been fascinating for me to see Ringo grow as a songwriter. Because of this pandemic, I have to imagine he can't be in the studio with all these people making all this stuff. And so many of these tracks are, like I said, people sending him tracks and he's just overdubbing his stuff yeah. so that's why the only songs that you're getting that Ringo is co-written is with Bruce Sugar because he's there in the studio with him right. I'd love to hear more collaborations with some of the same people that he's written with and some new people too and the highlights for me have been like Linda Perry working with him here or as I said Sam Hollander on the last few releases um, yeah but still as I said in the beginning of the show, I'm so grateful that he's doing anything at this point. Um, and if anything, when I hear a four, a four song EP like this, it makes me hungry for the next one, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And um, if he manages to keep doing this every three, four months, who knows? I look forward to each one of those. It's kind of like, you know, you're given an album, but you can only listen to side one. Right. <laughs> and you want to get to the next side, right. you know? Right. So all this time for several months, you can only hear right. those songs. And right. um, 
but this is like I said, it's a blessing. It really is that he's still doing anything at this point. And most of all, that he's really enjoying this. He's finding a way of coping with this pandemic and not being with all these people that he enjoys working with in the studio. So this is the best he can do. And I'm grateful that he's doing it. Absolutely. And like you said, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if and when he does do that, you know, that third EP. And then if he does put them all onto one album and that could have a whole nother feel to it. Yeah. Um, Mm. You know, and you could have a completely different, you know, thought process on, you know, and and feeling for those songs as well. You know, sequencing things a certain way. even. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. That's true. And he's 81. And he's 81. Come on. I hope I'm that vital and, and, yeah, and yeah. when i'm 81 right. that's a part of the, yeah. the wonder of the story too going back to that rock around the clock way he got, just got out of the hospital right for, for right that, yeah that's right yeah. and all this stuff and you know again we i say so many times how beautiful is this a thing is this right. that he was such an ill child and mm. doctors didn't hold up much hope and now he's 81 and looking better than anybody and so active you know, it, it's a wonderful story that part. You know, and that's right. all. For, and it's, a, a lot of it is, is 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 for him living a healthy lifestyle. You know, since what uh, eighty eight, nineteen eighty eight, that helps. Mm. Yeah, for sure. The way yep. he's taking care of himself, and all this is therapy for him too. He 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 wants to keep moving. He wants to keep creating, performing, and keeping active. That's part of it too. Yeah. The, the brilliance of Ringo is knowing who he is and knowing his identity in the world. He yep. wanted to be in a band that makes great music. And he had that in the Beatles. He has it with the all-star bands and he likes making music and making new albums or in this case, EPs. So he keeps on doing it. This is his dream. He's living his dream. Yep. And when yeah, he's yeah. not doing this, he tours. Yep. You know, he mixes yep. all that with his family and his friends and that's his life and this is the way he wants it cool um all right well that's our look at uh change the world uh ringo's latest ep now by the when uh, he he dropped uh, zoom in we already knew that he was working on another ep so we haven't got that announcement yet if when he's going to work you know when if, if, if he is working on a, another ep at the moment but um, Ken, like you said, you you um, said you listened to the uh, the Rick Rubin uh, interview with Ringo. Can you want to mm. talk about that for a minute and you give your thoughts on that uh, interview? Just that um, you know he talked a lot about his drumming and how much more involved it got in the Beatles as the as the group progressed. He brought up that same story about how John came to him and and mm. played to him an American record. And he said, I want you to play like this. And Ringo said, but there's two drummers on that record. <laughs> you know? and, and John didn't realize that. But it also mm. tells you how good Ringo's ears were to pick that mm. up too. But yeah. certain things talking about Rory Storm and the Hurricanes and um, that Rory used to jump off the piano and then land pretty close to where Ringo was drumming on stage and how wild he was. And just the fact that he's enjoying, you know, talking about this it's almost like the memories are coming back to him Mm. for some of these things possibly and it's very cathartic for him all of a sudden i don't think you know with all these interviews that he's been given i never heard him as animated as i did in this interview with rick rubin and um it's it's really just something i would i would advise everybody to listen to really and it's something when you've got a musician talking mm-hmm. to another musician they could bring right. out something more you know in him and uh 
yeah, I, I definitely recommend listening to it. So, and then if did, people did are joining us, or, I, I thought it was you three. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Thank God. Oh. If people are joining us late, right? Uh, that was on YouTube, right? Where you can listen to it right now, Ken. Yeah, let me just look it up right now because he has Rick Rubin has a podcast which is called broken record but if okay. you look up go, look up ringo star peace and love slash broken record hosted by rick rubin mm. oh, okay yeah, it's audio there. only gotcha. yeah it's just yeah, audio it's, right. it's it's well okay. worth the listen absolutely cool. i haven't heard the whole That's thing yet but what i've heard so far right really cool. and the ringo press conference is also online as well on youtube okay. modern drummer put it out excellent and, uh, okay yeah Everything you'd want to know about those four songs on, on the EP are on there. Right. Um, great. Let's, let's, uh, you know, we talked a little bit of throughout this episode about the Jimmy Kimmel. Let's just talk about that briefly real quick. He looked great. Did not. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love the longer hair. I love the longer hair. Yeah. I'm so um, glad he know, changed that look. I mean, yeah. he's had that since 98. Yeah. Right. Crop hair. 98. Yeah. Uh, any yeah. Any any highlights for you guys in this this interview? Because he did say some interesting, a couple interesting things. Well, the rock around the clock story was great, right? Um, I love the you know the footage that they showed with Muhammad Ali. Oh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. The Beatles in '64. Yeah. I don't think I've seen I've seen stills a lot, I, or maybe a little bit of footage, but I think a lot of that footage I don't remember seeing not very often of uh, Muhammad Ali lifting Ringo up off the ground and stuff right. like that. I don't remember seeing that. And that was pretty funny when he discussed it. And he had a lot of respect and praise for Muhammad Ali also. Mm. Um, that stood out. Mm. And Ten also when just talking about, um, you know, let it be. And right. and then he and, and, and Paul have said some of the same things, how, you know, there's this been been this feeling the last 50 years that the film Let It Be really was what happened and what it was like and how depressing it was. And but in watching all this video stuff, he's realizing all the fun that they used to have. Right. So, you know, you'll get a fuller picture now with this six hour film right. coming out in November. Mm. And, um, you know, I can't wait for that. Yeah, he seemed yeah. really excited about it. Yeah. And um, yeah, Kit. I love, yeah, I love he said. So, you know, get some, get your cozy clothes on and settle in. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Yeah. But he curiously said, I think we were talking about this before the show, yeah. that he said, oh, the, the, you know, the old film made this big deal about an argument between uh, right. John and George. And it's like, no, no, John, John, John and, and Paul. And, John and Paul. Yeah, or John and Paul, is that what he right. said? Yeah, like, uh, no, so he had to have misspoke. Yeah. Think, yeah, he uh, think he misspoke there. Yeah, uh, and, yeah he meant uh, uh, Paul and George. He meant right. Paul and George, of course. Right. Yeah, right. so we're like, okay, that's all right. But yeah, I also love, though, and, and this just shows, as we were talking earlier, about how much you know, Ringo has kind of accepted that, okay, he's going to have to talk about the Beatles and, and you know, and oh, that he's, I think, you know, really come to terms with, with his you know, past, if I mean, mm -hmm. make it sound like a terrible thing about his past, but, mm. but, you know, when um, Jimmy was talking about, you know, how much his kids uh, right. love the Beatles and, and, uh, and when he said, you know, well, I'm not, cause you know, why? Because we were great. great. You know, that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was a great moment. You know, mm -hmm. you can tell, I mean, he's, 
understandably proud of, of yeah, what they yeah. did and and sure so it was is. yeah he just seemed to be in a great mood and and you know really bounding out on the stage and i mean just wonderful to to see him in such great shape great mood and and mm. uh he's living his best life yeah he's making absolutely. the most of it you know yep from, absolutely from this pandemic you know hey. doing doing the most he can he could, uh, he could be a lounge lizard. I mean, he could be doing shows in Vegas wearing jumpsuits right now. But no, I mean, he's uh, he's wearing <laughs> jogging pants now. On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Anyways, right. no, but well, we you know we're all happy that he's still here and making music. Um, so any uh, any final thoughts on this whole Ringo uh, episode or we want to start uh, telling everybody what we've been up to or Kit, any yeah. comments? I uh, just wanted to, yeah, make a, a quick comment here that uh, our good friend Beetle Ed is uh, hey, Beetle. tuning in right now. Beetle Ed from uh, uh, Fab Four Radio. Um, he said he he likes uh, the EP, uh, Change the World, mm-hmm. but that he would love to see Ringo do more country um absolutely no argument there um and uh collaborate with willie nelson ah that'd be great mm-hmm. yeah so did the hey. one song yeah yep right exactly that's right that's right you know and i meant to mention i mean kit or ken you were talking about willie doing another cover he's done some really good covers of of Beatles songs he does great something he does you know yesterday he's he did right. uh one after 909 so i mean he's uh you know familiar with the the music of the beatles and just like everybody else really appreciates what they've done to uh to the whole music scene yeah, yep. and he has a style that's all his own. Absolutely. Nobody else Absolutely. sounds like Willie Nelson. Right. <laughs> but Absolutely. you know, it's kind of funny. I remember saying years ago, I wish that, that Ringo would have an all-star country band. Country band. That. <laughs> just, just try it one time. Have a yeah. few real, um, you know, superstars from the past. Mix that mm-hmm. with, you know, Younger. semi-new <laughs> uh, yep. country artists of today. Um, yeah, I think that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, uh, yes, want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Robert Henry here because he's a defender of the Change the World EP. <laughs> he uh. was a couple of times said, wow, harsh. <laughs> so that's okay. That's that's why we all have different opinions. Yeah, you know, exactly. that's cool. Exactly. Glad you hello, Robert. Yep. So hello, hello. And, and you know, glad, uh, glad you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, Joseph, uh, Joe Montaneo. Good, good. Uh, longtime listener of ours hello and uh said yeah his next ep should be all country songs or all reggae songs so that'd be <laughs> there you go uh that that'd be interesting uh let's see and robert added i suspect the entire ep will grow on people especially if the next one really stinks <laughs> Well, that's one way to put okay. it. That's one way to put it. Uh, Marvin G. Hey, Marvin. Good Marvin. Hey, Marv. Hey, Marv. Uh, he said, I thought Let's Change the World was okay at first. Now it's growing on me. So mm-hmm. please okay. be a grower. With, that's why um, you got to listen to it. Spend some time with it. You know, spend the weekend with it. Take it with you on the car, out for a run, whatever it is, you know, you like to do yeah. listening to music. You know, spend yep. some time with it. Oh, yes. Uh, Steve Sanderson, good friend Steve, hey, Steve. said uh, about when we were talking about ha- the Happy Days theme song that, of course, it was first Rock Around the Clock. Then, yeah, it was the Pratt and McLean Happy Days song. That's right. Hi. Pratt and McLean. I'd forgotten mm-hmm. their I right. couldn't remember the the uh, their names. Um, uh, Tony DeMeo. Right. I'm, okay. Yeah. It's all coming back to me now. I remember that's that right. second Happy Days song. That's right. I said yeah. It. 
these days yep. are uh, yeah <laughs> i love that i never missed that show when i was a kid um I still watch and, it <laughs> yep oh i love that show seasons one two and maybe three folks <laughs> um tony DeMeo said he also noticed the the voice altering so he agrees with us on that uh, uh jeremy agreed with us about rock around the clock joe walsh's guitar saves the song mm. so okay. yep so yeah a lot All of comments right. well let's uh Say goodnight and uh, talk about everybody. What's uh, we're all doing? Good night, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> night Irene. Good night. Uh, night, so, John Boy. Put the cap on this one, and um, Kit, let's start with you, and um, you know, talk about what you've been up to, and uh, you know how they can reach us here at Talk More Talk. All right. Well, first, uh, the way you can reach us here is uh, through, of course, our Facebook page, which you're on right now. But you can also uh, reach us through our email, which is talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. Uh, give us our, your feedback, any um, ideas that uh, you'd like us to tackle. Uh, we're always open to that. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, check out our YouTube channel and, of course, subscribe while you're at it. Our YouTube channel is growing, 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 and we appreciate it. So uh, please uh, tell people you know to check us out and subscribe. And of course, you can find us on virtually any um, podcasting platform you can imagine. So check us out there and subscribe. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at uh, TalkMoreTalk1, the number one, and on uh, our website at TalkMoreTalk.com. So I think that's everywhere you can find us. Right. And uh, and as for me, because um, I know a couple of you are watching out there, thank you so much for uh, taking my Philadelphia Soul class. It was a blast. I love teaching it, and I hope to be offering more classes soon. So I will keep you all posted as to when that will be and what the next topic will be. Um, I am going to be on an episode of Blotto Beatles, and I'm sorry to say... <laughs> that I was sober. So oh, <laughs> that disqualifies no, no. you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know. I was no, 100. No rum. I was what? Yep. Now, see, if they had done this in April or May, right. you know, <laughs> or, or actually May or June, right. I would have had a rum punch. But, right. you know, but the but, timing well, just didn't work. You knew you were doing the show. What did you drink? Cold grape juice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Let me guess. Honeymooners. My, <laughs> oh, you can't see Mighty it. There fine we go. bottle That's of wine there. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but anyway, that uh, episode should be up uh, very soon. I will let you know when we talked about uh, one after 909. We oh, talked about okay. a lot of other stuff, too. But that was the, the main topic we talked about. The, the song? song? The song. Yeah. The whole show? Yep, they, Did, they dissect yeah. one song per show. Okay. And uh, oh, so we, oh, but it. we talked okay. about a lot of other did, stuff too. Right. Did any of them end up falling asleep from drinking too much? They did not. They <laughs> they stayed they stayed awake. They were they were happy, but no. they they stayed awake. <laughs> they were happy <laughs> just for reading the label. <laughs> 
but uh, um, you know, but it was it was fun. It was really excellent. fun. So you'll you'll enjoy it. Uh, and then this Thursday, uh, September thirtieth, I'm going to be doing my monthly uh, show. So and I think it will be outside. It'll probably be the last time uh, this year okay. before the weather turns. So that'll be at uh, six thirty Eastern time on my Facebook page. So excellent. it'll be just talking about what I'm up to, and of course we're going to talk music. So uh, come on and you know drink your uh, uh, pumpkin spice latte beer or whatever it is that you like to drink <laughs> and join me for some fun and conversation so uh, so again 6 30 mm. eastern so thursday september 30th love it thank you kits joe let's go with you okay please subscribe if you haven't already to my youtube <laughs> <Please> channel <laughs> mean mr mayo what am i supposed to say there's nothing else i can talk about here. There was a mean mr. please mayo. subscribe on youtube please subscribe no um, and also <laughs> also on that channel you will find a show that i do with matthew street called fab gab and uh we do all kinds of different stuff talk about different topics but do a lot of album rankings and it's Usually on a Sunday, but it's it's going to be a, a while before we do another one because we have to get our schedules together. We might not be doing another one till mid October or something, right around the release of uh, the Let It Be, mm. uh, you know, deluxe edition that's that's coming out. Don't know what the next show is going to be about, but we just finished one not too long ago. If you want to go back a few videos where we ranked the songs from the Imagine album from our mm. least favorite to most favorite. And I uh, recently got a, a oh, gift yes. again from, yeah. from the, the London estate. I yes. got a, a, a white album. Uh, well, white vinyl Not the white album. album. <laughs> <laughs> John Lennon's Imagine, not the white album. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I, did, I made a video showing that. And yeah, that's about what's new in Mayo Land, folks. Excellent. Thank you very much. Plenty there. Plenty there. And that's a beautiful white album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also gave away as a gift the, the standard black version. Oh, nice of, of you. 2018. Yeah. It's still sealed, too. Right. Uh, for all you people out there that say he has to have every variation. No, I, I have only the white one now. Thank you very much, uh, Lennons. And uh, the black one I've given away to a friend. Mm. Nice. Okay. Very nice. A needy mm. friend. Needy I friend. only have the standard stuff. My collection's so boring compared to you guys. <laughs> Me too. But this is my entire house now, just this yeah. one room. <laughs> what you see behind I, it. I think Sam may have said something to that extent on the latest uh, Mac in the Attic, where he's like, uh -oh. I, he would love, would have loved to have you on the show, but since you're not really a collector, you know, you're just more of the music, it's, you know. But even still, I mean, I don't yeah. consider myself a collector, but Right. When singles came out with picture sleeves, I had to have them. Yeah. Right. When CD singles came out from McCartney with bonus tracks that weren't on albums, I had to have them. It's yep. the music right. that always mattered most to me, not all the different right. colored vinyls. And, right. You know, right. Rare well, musical, if you, put, if you put a gun to my head, what do you want? The, the, the physical stuff or the music? The, mu the music. Right. Yeah, of course. You have both. By the way, yeah. Ken, I was just thinking, I was looking at your background there again, and I was thinking... You might want to hire a, there's a good interior decorator in Andre that I know of. He'll decorate for nothing. Free. We'll I, might, <laughs> I might take him up on that. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't bro. take it. 
Oh man, Honeymooners. Honeymooners. Oh, Honeymooners. Okay. It's too much. I'm going too much with that, but much. we have he's, fans that love it, so. Well, he's on overdrive with the honeymoon. He stuff. is. Yeah. He's on a roll that's the today. only reason I said it, folks. I was looking mm. for a reason to work something in there. Oh, <laughs> man. You're so serious. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Back to topic here. For two legs, um, we're back to our uh, weekly shows. And um, last week, we did a show with uh, our friend Steven Schnee talking about the Back to the Egg album. That was a lot of fun. This past um, Saturday, we just uh, did an episode uh, talking about the, the um, Paul McCartney press to play at 35 uh, from uh, Special Deluxe Edition and Paul Sinclair. So we talked about that. You yeah, there you go. Like, like Paul um, from Press to Play on that. No, well, a little bit, sure. Anyway. Ken, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I mean, obviously, you've, you've probably read it. Um, Only part now. of it so far. Okay, so you haven't got to. Okay, I'd love to talk to you later about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, very insightful, very, um, you know, Hugh doesn't pull any punches uh, on this one. He speaks his mind, and, uh, you know, wow. I like that about, That's the, good to hear. about the interview. Mm-hmm. You know, also in that particular show, I showed off a few things that I've that I've gotten recently and then two of them are these beauties right here the uh frisbees from the red road speedway and the venus and mars uh, tours um so go over to our youtube <laughs> youtube <laughs> give me those youtube channel and please subscribe <laughs> <laughs> what is please. wrong with that <laughs> um two legs a paul mccartney podcast youtube um that's where we're gonna find our video portion of the show and then we're also audio wise we're on um podbean itunes iHeartRadio, spotify uh pandora amazon you name it uh andy uh got us there so thank you andy for all your hard work and uh and andy you know two years uh what a great ride we great two years that it's been and we just you know two legs itself just you know in august celebrated their fifth anniversary so i just want to give a big shout out to everybody that's been listening way back then and then following us these last five years and all the new listeners we really appreciate you guys you know we take everything you guys say seriously and um you know we love all the comments so please keep them coming you guys are great and um yeah uh, two le- or, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, two, le- or two legs at, uh, I can't even talk anymore. Ken, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> at two legs right. podcast, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah. It's too much to plug there. It is. It is. Right. Yeah. We are the busiest cast in, you know, yeah. on the internet. Yeah. That's, right. that's how it we is. We could be. We could be. Anyway, uh, for me, the other podcast I do, Things We Said Today, we'll have a new show next week, most likely talking about Change the World. What? So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to hear what Darren has to say, right. Darren DeVivo and Alan Cozen. And uh, I'll probably say the exact same thing that I said in the show. But who knows? Mm. In a few more days, I may have a new perspective mm. on Change the World. You might like it even more. That's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it is possible. It's possible. Um, also on my YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio, and please, please subscribe. <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> I just had uh, subscribe. Tom's, say. Tom's partner in crime, uh, Andy Nichols, <laughs> as a guest, and Andy was great. And uh, as he just said, uh, yeah. celebrating two years now on the Two yeah. Legs podcast. But I had him for a number nine dream show yeah. on John Lennon. 
where we talked about three different categories on John. He picked his top three for each. Again, that's Ken Michaels Radio. That's my newest interview. There'll be more to come hopefully this week. On my website, kenmichaelsradio.com, there's weekly Beatles trivia where you can win that new book from uh, Ken Womack and Jason Krupa. Do I have it here? I think I do. It's right beside me. Here we go. If you haven't seen it yet, they were oh, great there guests yep. there uh, on our show. Yep. Also, the Beatles 100, 100 pivotal moments in Beatles history from John Borak. Um, I have a Beatle game called Scrambled Eggs, which mm. you can all play along with for this coming week. And, and it's already up on my trivia page at KenMichaelsRadio.com. I do believe that is everything. Oh, if you want to get in touch with me, direct me. My email address is everylittlething at att.net. Excellent. And yeah, that is you know, all. Um, yeah, that is, um, Andy's pick for number one album of his. I was totally shocked by that. I never expressed how much he loved that album to me. So I was really mm. surprised by, by that pick uh, of his. Um, but good show. And the last things we said today was, was, was excellent with uh, songs that you what was it uh, you like more now than you did Songs originally that you appreciate yeah, more now yeah. Yeah. yeah you know i've done a lot of that and i know kit loves doing that kind of thing and we've yeah. done it together yeah. songs are yeah, songs like that, that you appreciate now more yeah. than you did before not mm-hmm. necessarily songs that you didn't like and now you like you could right. like them more now than you did before because right. when it comes to the beatles i always liked all their songs yeah. obviously some more than others but there might be songs now that you you just suddenly wow that's so much better than I ever thought it was. Put me down yeah. for it's all too much. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you well, go. You've got, to, you've got to come on my YouTube channel again. Yep. All of you. Well, you just there got you to go. ask anytime. Me. Well, just keep rotating. <laughs> anytime at yep. all. Uh, anytime at all. Right. Oh, buddy boy. All you Hello, have to do mine. is call and I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and you can call me back again. <laughs> All right, we're getting me. out of hand. We're getting yeah. out of hand. Well, let's, let's go, man. That's way to hear than it is where you guys is, are. Wait a minute, okay. Tom. There's something up. Well, wait a minute. What? 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 There's something missing on yours. Oh, oh. yeah. The, the, the pointless hype sticker? Where's the hype <laughs> the sticker? <pointless. laughs> what you talk about? It's beautiful. Hey. He loves hype stickers. Hype stickers, don't play, mu- hype stickers don't play music. <laughs> That's right. So they're not really that important. Right. It's only the music that matters. It's not all the, the other way. stuff. One day you're going to change your mind. Oh, well, I'll worry about that when the time comes. So, everybody, listen. Everybody out there, we love you. Thank you all for for listening and and commenting and watching and all that good stuff. We really appreciate everybody that uh, participates with us here on Facebook and then comments later when when Kit, uh, the great Kit gets us up on YouTube. So, so that being said, for Kit O'Toole, Ken Michael, Do it this Romeo, way. Yeah, not that way. Not that way. <laughs> That's another thing I've just learned. I'm yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Tom Hanyati saying, let's change the world. Take care, everybody. Peace and love. Peace and love. Talk,